Well, welcome back to Three Part Par. My name is Mike Caridi. I am your host. This is episode number 24. Again, we normally have something different on every week, but every now and then this year, you are definitely going to be hearing this man's voice, and you've heard it, I want to say, three times before. Uh, Mr. Will K, he's nodding at me like I'm correct. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right to me. It's Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's three. Three times, right. So this is number four. Um, Olivia is probably going to be angry because your numbers of downloads are going to be passing her. So apologies to Olivia in advance, one of our favorite um, favorite co-hosts we've had on uh, on times gone by. Mate, how are you? Yeah, going really well. I need yep. all the episodes I can to get past Olivia's downloads, <laughs> so I'll I'll take that. Her first episode was like, yeah, I don't know, first first big track from the Beatles. It was a big it was a big number of downloads. <laughs> um, and you've been on holidays. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, hopefully, uh, many of the listeners as well had a good uh, summer break over Christmas and got a couple of rounds in. And I've just uh, had the update. I played yesterday at my course down at Tasmania Golf Club and uh, got my lowest, or at least equal to my lowest handicap I've ever had at three point six. So it nice. seems as though the uh, the break is working. So hopefully, I can continue that journey down. Have you played? Been able to play much on the break? Uh, enough and enough to get the handicap down, I guess. Yep. And so that's been that's been nice. I've I've probably played four or five rounds, something like yep. that. So uh, more than I more than I otherwise would, which is good. So I'm uh, enjoying that. And the weather has been spectacular down in Tassie for that. So I've been uh, very happy to take advantage of it, watching all the the floods and the heat waves and things like mm. that up, up on the Big yeah. Island. So yep. no, very enjoyable. Probably the opposite this year. Normally this time of year, especially on nights like tonight, anyone that's in Melbourne, we're recording Monday night. I think it's 33 or something today, and it's a beautiful, beautiful night. Um, I'd normally down the, be down the golf course now hitting golf balls instead of recording a podcast, but I haven't played as much this year. haven't been practicing as much. The handicap's gone out 0.1, 8 to 8.1, but um, yeah, I think there's a few dropping out pretty soon. It might be, it might be going out very quickly if the form doesn't improve very soon. Um, but no, I just haven't been playing as much, to be honest. I played Sandringham Links the other week. Um, mm-hmm. Played down the peninsula a little bit. Obviously played with um, New Year's Eve. I think we played down there and then we played at the Dunes. Playing um, Lonsdale Links this Sunday, one of my faves. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as I said before, we just started, started recording. I was in Perth last week and I was lucky enough to play... Well, I was lucky enough to play Royal Fremantle, and I have to thank Lucy, the GM there, and Clayton. Clayton Gunning was my host. He uh, He's the club historian there, and uh, he, when I got there, for anyone who's ever played golf with me or seen a picture of me, I've got no hair, right? Very bald. But I also can't play in a hat. So when it's really hot, people freak out. They're like, you need a hat. I'm like, I can't. I literally sweat 10 times more. I'm, I'm cactus if I'm in a hat. But I've got sun cream going on 25 times a day. When I got there, poor Clayton's head nearly fell off when he saw me and I said, I'm not going to wear a hat. He was like, I'll go to my car and get you one. I'm like, we'll be fine. I think it was about 30, I want to say 36 degrees at Royal Fremantle. There was no, the the Fremantle doctor didn't roll in. And (laughs) anyone who's played there, I'd not played there before. It's a very, very nice, tight little ball strikers track. Really not suitable for me at all, but hilly. Like it really goes Mm. up and down the, the dunes in and out and, um, yeah, by the end of the day, we were we were absolutely dusted. We were sitting in the clubhouse, yeah. all drinking pints of Coca Cola just to to get our yep. fluids and and caffeine back in. But that yep. was really oh, really good, really 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 good day. So thank you, thanks to Clayton and thanks to Lucy for that organizing organizing that as well. It was really good. 
Mm, fantastic. Well, we, we actually played with a, a guy from, I think it was Royal Perth yesterday at mm-hmm. Tasmania. He was down for the tennis, and so he thought he'd take a bit of time out to come play golf. I think yep. it seemed as though the tennis was a bit of an alibi for a golf holiday, <laughs> really. He played Tasmania yesterday, and then he's going up and having a couple of days at Barn Boogle next week. Yep. So he's he's doing Tasmania the right way. So Absolutely. No, a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, it's a, um, Perth's a great place to be for golf this time of year because it is warm. And I, th- I think I said to you before as well, I lived in Perth for about two year, year and a half, two years. Mm. And I've about, oh God, I'm coming on 20 years ago now. When Little Creatures first started putting beer in a bottle, I was in charge of beer in bottles. So um, mm. I sort of looked after Victoria and WA and spent a year based out of Perth. And I used to just love it. Every weekend I'd go to a different course, but <laughs> every weekend I would also go to Collier Park. Collier Park in central Perth um, is my one of my favorite public golf courses golf courses in australia and three mm. nine hole tracks built there 27 holes all a little bit different favorites the pines carved out of an old pine plantation just beautiful little course i met the pro there when i was there actually i might i did speak to him about um getting him on the podcast um so i'll reach out to him and see if he wants to come and have a chat about golf in perth but such a good place to be but i don't know why he'd leave with all due respect to you from being from tassie i don't know why i'd jump on a plane and fly to tassie like it's pretty it's 30 30 and 40 degrees over there this week loving life I think that was one of the reasons why he came was he didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to cook himself anymore. Which is, yeah, 30, thirty five degrees way too hot for me personally. Yep. So it's I mean, I'm I'm in the right place. I'm I'm comfy. But we've had a lot of Queenslanders come down this this year, but partly to escape the storms, but also yeah. to escape the escape the heat. And so it's um, no, it's a good place to be. Yeah, I um, I know everyone's going to find this really hard to believe, but I'm going to King Island next week. <laughs> <laughs> seventh or eighth time I've been down there but um yeah going down for a couple of days so I'm looking forward to seeing the guys down there which will be good um a good good little break again before really the uh the real work starts for me I mean I know what most people probably don't really start working too hard until the end of January and yeah I'm pretty much the same so get past Australia Day and then we're into we're into it properly you're how long are you off until uh till the 22nd so yeah, next perfect. week I'm I'm in so it's um yeah so I'm trying to ride it out as long as I can. I'm not sick of leave yet, so I'll no. uh, I'll go for another couple of days. Yeah, you may as well. It sounds it sounds like mm. it's a very very good plan. Mm. Um, mm. and when you're on holidays, did you get to much, did you get to watch much golf? Uh, not a heck of a lot actually, because we were either sort of out of um out of reception or yep. um uh or with with kids and things like that. So that sort yeah. of tags out at a couple of those um TV watching moments, and so. Yeah. Um, saw the highlights, obviously, and yep. enjoyed a lot of them. But uh, but yeah, it's been a been an interesting sort of quiet couple of weeks on the course. But it's boy, it's heating up again quickly. Yeah, it's a um, it's one of those weeks where I struggled to watch it. So being in Perth, anyone who's not from Australia that's listening, so Perth's the opposite side of the country from where I normally live. It's three hours different. So normally my golf watching hours is from about six till eight a.m. It uh, doesn't really work because 6 to 8 a.m. is, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning in Perth. So um, getting up and watching a bit of golf was good, but it was a little bit difficult. So I didn't get to watch too much. It was probably easier to watch the um, the European stuff because it was starting, obviously, in a better time zone for me. But I did get to watch a little bit of stuff from Sony. Um, for anyone who gets the email this week, I just want to say, big shout out to me. Uh, firstly, <laughs> firstly, we'll talk about Tommy Fleetwood in a minute, but I did put in the email... Rory can't bet on him. The price is not right. Um, but Fleetwood would be my number one man because he loves that part of the world. He's won there a couple of times and then he did pinch it. Actually, we'll talk about talk about Tommy first. 
So that was that was that was, you know, I was a little bit shocked. I don't I don't know how much you watched of it, but the 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 things that I remember of the weekend really just came down the last four holes. Um, mm. Rory McIlroy three putting from two feet. Did you did you ever think that would be something that would possibly happen? Uh, not to him. No, no, no yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I've, I've I've done it more times than I care to remember. But yeah. I did. Um, I saw someone put the stat up that he'd made. I think it was six hundred thirty fourth of uh, sorry six hundred thirty two of six hundred thirty four putts inside <laughs> three feet, and so the two that he missed were this week. Yeah, and that's so unbelievable. He's made ninety nine point nine two percent of putts. So. To do it both down the stretch, it's oh, ouch. It it was it was shocking because he just got back to taking out the lead. He had a, a slower mm. third round. Tommy put in a really solid. I think he went eight or nine under in the third round to take he almost take control. Rory's fought back. He looks like he's he's gone three birdies in a row. He looks like he's going to run away with it. He's stiffed it on the par three to two foot, and you're thinking Rory's on. And then Rory mm. be Rory. Rory just did mm. a, such a Rory thing. First putt plays right, probably played outside right of the cup. I don't think it hit the hole. If it did, it only mm. just hit it. But he hit it five yep. feet. Like he's, yep. he's he's three feet past. Yep. Um, and then he played for the same break and just didn't get it. Just did mm. not make it. Um, yeah, like you said, I think we've all seen it happen. But you just don't expect yeah. to that bloke coming down the stretch of a tournament, I guess. No, it's um, that was a really tough ro- tough watch. It, it was um, a tough watch, is there? No, not not quite as tough as his drive down the last though. Would have been for oh. the uh, for the Taylor made people who have just released the, yes. the QI ten most forgiving driver in the world. Yep. Uh, to unfortunately see it uh, hook like that into the water, that's oh, ouch. And it didn't just like it looked like it was going to be one. He went to hit that big ropey draw to try and get a bit mm. extra distance out of it, and it mm-hmm. just put on the blinker and went dead left. Like it just kept turning over. Mm-hmm. Um. It was very impressive. <laughs> I've, I've yeah. seen that shot as well a What's, couple of times. Hundred percent. Yeah, he yeah, um no, no. he didn't do himself any favors with the driver, um, which is obviously his strength. He's, he's like, I saw his numbers. His his, his numbers of draw driving distance averages off the charts. You know, mid three hundreds, whatever it is. Um, but Tommy did what you know. Tommy probably hasn't been able to do of late, and he birdied his last mm. two to get yep. the win and his last part. I mean, knowing Rory mm. was going to make that bogey and knowing that he makes a par, it's a playoff, and if a, he drills it, it's the win in regulation. Mm. Mm-hmm. That part was a really good part, a really, yeah. really good part. And he knew it was in, yep. you know, foot out, that he had the hand mm-hmm. up. He was um, he was very, very happy. It was good to see. Yeah, 100%. No, it was glorious. He certainly has under, underperformed as far as wins go. So to see him notch one back, it's uh, good to see. It was. Um, so Rory, uh, odds-wise, I think he was paying about five bucks. Tommy was nines, who was our top pick, and Adrian Moronk was our second pick. I think he was a third or fourth favourite, so I'm not going to be screaming from the rooftops. He finished 10th. The one guy that I love seeing in that top 10 is Sean Crocker. Um, Sean's mm. you know, a bit of a journeyman US player f- playing on the European tour. Um, I did mention, I, th- I saw him at the, he played, came down and played the Aussie PGA and the Aussie Open this year. I saw him mm-hmm. in the lounge up in, in Brisbane when he was leaving. He'd missed the cut and he was sitting there just, you know, listening to some tunes and just went and said g'day and said, you know, just, you know, love it. You know, big fan. Um, just a really, really nice guy. So I just love seeing him, seeing him uh, playing better golf, which he started this year. And you do see that a bit. I, I do have the belief of, of the guys that get down to Australia and play a bit of golf over that summertime, or, you know, our summer, mm-hmm. they do start well, you know, they, and they tend mm-hmm. to have better years. So, I'll be definitely keeping an eye on some of those guys that came down. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a good warm up. 
it uh, it paid off for Cam Davis uh, mm. last year, the year before, and and he obviously came out firing this week at the Sony, but uh, couldn't quite get it through for four rounds. But uh, but no, he started very strong. It did. It's a good link, mate, to talk. I moved back to the Sony. Cam Davis, I've, I, I've, he wasn't one of my picks for round one leader in the, in the email this week, but if I've put out over the years tips to people, let's just say I put out a hundred, hundred messages to people around tips on who they should be betting for round one leader, mm. Cam Davis would have been in fifty of them out of a hundred, mm. at mm. least. Didn't even look at him this week. Didn't even yep. think about it. And as soon as I saw mm-hmm. the number, I just shook my head and went. And it was gambling a, is the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> by my was a Cam Davis course as well. In uh, in hindsight, obviously, mm. ga- gambling's really really easy in hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> but it looked it certainly looked uh, pretty good for for him from what I could see. Well, we talked about it before we started, and this is me. So I've given you the, the upside. I've given you the 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 shiny part of the email was tipping uh, Tommy, Grace, and Murray. Grayson Murray won this week on the in the Sony Open Oof. PJ Tour. I had him ranked 131st of 150 in the field. So fair to say <laughs> I didn't rate him, but I wasn't the only one. He was paying when I put the email out. He was rated 822 dollars on Betfair. So probably trading Aussie dollars, you're probably getting about 850 to a thousand to one on this bloke. And even mm-hmm. if you bet him on sports bet and got the the winner, you had three hundred and twenty six dollars, which you're not upset about. And you only got you probably got what a third of what you could have got on Betfair. But you're still not upset about the three hundred and twenty six to one. No, um, it's not a strong return. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um I watched the end of this tournament this morning. I thought Keegan was going to be able to close the door. He's probably mm. the one along with maybe a Russell Henley that I thought these guys are a bit more seasoned or Ben Ann maybe. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but Keegan just could not get the birdie down the last three holes. Um, mm-hmm. He had, he had, I think he had about a twenty-five foot on the last hole in seventy-second hole. If he makes that, he, he wins it outright. Otherwise, he goes to the playoff. He went to the playoff. Grayson Murray and Ben Ann first playoff hole. Grayson Murray hit the worst tee shot of the three of them. Um, ben Ann, uh, all three of them ended up having to lay up short. Grayson Murray was about a hundred yards. Hit it to I don't know how many feet he hit it to, but it wasn't close. Oh, was it was a reasonable fifty feet. Game. 50 feet, mm. there you go. So he's hit at the 50 feet. Ben Ann's hit his to, what, four, five? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're thinking, well, he's in for birdie. Where, you know, he's he's going to win this unless one of the other three boys can make a bomb. Grayson Murray made the bomb from 50. Keegan mm. missed the same putt just about in regulation that he had on the 72nd, and he missed it on the same side. I was, I was a bit surprised. Oh. And then Ben Ann from about four or five feet, yeah. I don't think he touched the cup. We said this before before we started recording. I do not think he's, he's touched no. the cup with that ball. Um, no. He'll have nightmares about that one. He will. He will. Uh, from the tipping email, JC Poston flew home. Uh, I think he had yeah, nine under in the final round. So he finished sixth. He was in the picks this week. He was also the man that saved me in Mike versus the Mug versus Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence was doing very, very well with his three. And then, uh, yeah, JT's flown home over the top to save me some money, which was good. A big thank you to Lawrence from last week. Um, he, he was just great. And I think a lot of people really enjoyed a little bit of tennis talk. Um, so that was good. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a look a scratchy week. Look, the, the fields, like you said, they're just starting to warm up. This week's event, the Amex, is obviously mm-hmm. stronger again. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's just good seeing some of these guys playing again. Like I think, yeah. I just I, just, I, I know that people downplay some of these events because they're not massive events. I just like watching golf. I just like watching mm-hmm. good players play good golf. I, I, I don't I don't know what's bad about that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Did, did you obviously you didn't get to watch any of this one as well? 
No, not really. I I watched once again the highlights and yep. I enjoyed that. But um, but yeah, once they get back to the mainland, it starts to kick up a notch. And yeah, looking forward to getting getting into a bit more golf watching this week. That's it. Yeah. Well, this week's uh, they're back over on the mainland. Um, they've got the American Express. So for anyone at home, the American Express that is the one that they play out in the in the California desert. So it's the uh, it's a three course event. Uh, so they play the main course is a stadium course, and they'll play there at some point, a little bit like the old um, Pebble Beach. So they play at some point during the first three rounds, and they play there for the final round. But it's also a pro am. So the one thing you got to remember when you're looking at the American Express this week is the pins for the first three three days of the event are going to be easy because they'll be the yeah. middle of the grain. They got they got uh-huh. AMs uh-huh. playing. If they tuck the pins, they'll be out there for six seven hour rounds. So they can't do that. So. <laughs> They try to make it a little bit easier on the uh, guys, or the, you know, the guys and girls in the pro am, but that also means the pros just have a birdie fest early. So the stuff we're going to be looking at around that is, you know, par five scoring and, and birdie averages and stuff is going to be pretty pretty important this week. And the big guys are back. So Scotty Scheffler, Cantlay, Shoffley, Wyndham Clark, Tom Kim, Jason Day's there, Chris Kirk, Tony Finau, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Sung Jim, Justin Thomas, Min Woo, his first event this year. Um, it's it's a pretty you know. Solid field for the start of the season. I think everyone's just kind of – Phoenix is in a couple of weeks. Players isn't that far away. They're just sort of starting to get the runs on the board, I think. Mm-hmm. You you did miss the big name of uh, Michael Block as well. Yeah, I, did, I, did hear Block, I did hear Block he was playing. I, I did. Yeah. I did sort of scroll past that and sort of had a bit of a double take and looked back and thought, that's – no, that is the Michael Block. And so it's uh, – I'm not sure how he keeps uh, getting into these, but I think he, I saw his um, – his qualification category was. I'll just PG, find that PGA again. PGA section champion. That's the one, and so he's he snuck his way through there, and uh, so this is a, a very authentic um, start. So he's earned this one. Yeah. So um, so nobody can uh, begrudge him this one. No, they can't. They can't, and that's fair enough. And you know why I missed him because I filtered the field by OWGR, um, <laughs> and now then, as soon as you said Blocky's in the field, I had to scroll right to the bottom to find him, and I saw another yep. name that I missed. So Blocky mm-hmm. is world number six hundred and four, and mm-hmm. right behind him is Boog Daniel Berger six hundred and thirty four, making his comeback this week. Oh really? Oh there you go. Injury for you know what feels like twenty five years. I mean, mm. he's a guy that I really want to see playing golf again. Um, mm. mm-hmm. I, I think he's a talent. I think he's got a bit of personality. Um, you know, I, I really would love to see him play some good golf this year. A little bit like Zalatoris. Zalatoris obviously mm, did all last yep. year, didn't play well yep. this week. Um, those two guys I want to see playing good golf again for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blocky, yep, absolutely. Michael Block will be there. Um, oh, even a pro, in a pro am event, there's there's guys that like playing pro ams and can deal with you know people, and there's blokes that can't. Mm-hmm. I've put Michael in in Blocky in the section of he probably does well with the people. He's a man of the He'd people. He'd love it. He yeah, would, love, would it. love it. So <laughs> this could down. be a week where Blocky could 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 actually make the cut. I might have checked yeah. the odds on that. And, weeks absolutely, he'll he'll feed off that. So that's uh, that's where he makes his hay. So you never know. I don't know, Blocky. How are we how are we still talking about Blocky? Honestly, it's I, ridiculous. I apologise. No, 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 it's not you. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to give everyone a bit of a rundown. So some of the stuff that I'm going to look at this week. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. It's it, it's going to be a one where I'm really starting to do a little bit more deep diving into the data. If you do want some of this data, just let me know. Um, three putt podcast at gmail.com. I send the email out. Again, as we said, played over three tournaments this week. Uh, when it comes to like what I'm looking at from a 
uh, stat perspective, I really go to a few different places to pick up the numbers and what I'm sort of trying to get a handle on. This is the tournament you would remember. I will swear, even though this gets classified as a clean podcast. I believe John Rahm, the 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 man, the myth, the, the live legend, uh, referred to it as a fucking putting contest. I believe that was about two years <laughs> ago. Um, it is a putting contest. So it is one of those courses where you just need to be making putts and, and shooting a number because three three rounds of the pin in the middle of the green, um, yeah. If you're not making a putt, you're not get you're not going to you're not going to be in the mix come Sunday in any way, shape, or form. Um, he and he did win it last year, so he won it last year. Even though he lost strokes putting for the event, which is ridiculous, he did everything else very, very well. He picked up two on approach and uh, three tee to green for the event, so that doesn't hurt that he lost his one. But yeah, overarching, if you look at the last few years, you really want someone who's good with the putter. You want someone uh, who's very good at shots strokes and approach but also shots from about 250 yards or more so on average you're looking at around i don't know 10 percent of the event 10 percent of your shots into the green at a normal pga event comes from about 250 whereas he's up towards 15 percent. so hmm. overarching for that sort of distance but also the lower one so that 75 to 125 yards you need to be hitting the greens um, you need to be picking up strokes there uh you don't necessarily need to be long you need to be reasonably accurate and picking up 0.3 uh, strokes in accuracy will help you, um, and then yeah, it's all about approach. So if you can hit, if you can hit some good approaches uh, from certain distances, you, you're going a long way towards where you want to be. You got to have a really hot week with the putter, um, and then other than that, yeah, par five performances is stuff that I'm looking at. The guys that I have on top, I'm going to read through the top. I'll read through the top twenty names. None of them will be shocking anybody. I don't have odds yet, so we are recording this on a Monday. So Eric Cole rates on top. Patrick Cantlay, Sungjae Im, Xander Shoffley, Andrew Putnam, Ricky Fowler, Wyndham Clark, Dylan Wu, Mark Hubbard, Tom Kim, Adam Schenk, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Kuchar, Nick Taylor, Nate Lashley, Stephen Yeager, Aaron Rye, Tom Hoagie, and Doug Kim. Now, anyone that says, how does that rate up? So once I get all those data, all those numbers, I put them in there, and then I phase how important they are. So here, for me, fighting is the most important thing. If putting wasn't the most important thing, Scotty Scheffler would be at the top of this list every single week because all of his stats are off the charts. But when mm-hmm. Scotty Scotty picks up his flat stick, he he loses the number. So he's ranked or well, last season he was ranked 151st on the PGA Tour in putting. So that drags him right down because I'm weighting that higher than the other stats this week. Um, driving accuracy I like, but it's not the not the most important thing. So even though Eric Cole rates 155th in driving accuracy. I'm actually sitting him on top because it's not as not as important as, as the putter, if that makes sense. And he ranks 12th with the putter. So they're going to be the guys I'm going to look at. Once I, once I overlay that sort of stuff, then I want to know how they're playing here. Um, if I look at someone like Patrick Cantlay, he's, last, he's played here four times, 26th, second, and two ninths. That's great. He finished 12th of the century. Obviously, he's going to be probably, if not the favorite, to be very close to it with, with Scotty Scheffler. If you do want that data, like I said, just let me know. I'll, I'll email it all out. On a Wednesday or Thursday, I'll put in all of the all the odds so you can there then go and pick it apart and have a look at it. I'll also add in the round one leader stuff as well, and people can do a bit of a deep dive themselves. And if they don't like my picks, they can find their own. Do you mm-hmm. um do you ever partake in any of the one and dones or the weekly golf betting or anything along those lines? Yeah, I do. I've been in the uh, in the my love of golf teepster yep. uh, for a couple of seasons, and so I'll probably uh, I think I've missed. Uh, sign I was going to say, I think uh, <laughs> Oops, Scott and Ross uh... started this week, just last week. So anyone to play yes. the one and done? The, the boys started that this week. Yeah, 
Yep, so I've got to uh, sign back up for that one. And that, that's an interesting one. I I had previously uh, a previous workplace, uh, Ernst & Young, back when I was in Melbourne. I, they had a, uh, a similar sort of one where it was one and done where you had to pick an Australian each week and a yep. one and done for the rest of the world. And um, I did okay in that for a little while until I went and worked for a golf business at Drummond and then yep. I fell off the planet and couldn't have tipped any worse, I don't think. So... <laughs> There was uh, much, much uh, hilarity at my expense on the back of that, so that was fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, at, outside of that, um, a very casual, casual enjoyment of the uh, of the tipping. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did okay in the one and dones. Um, I think a lot of people that probably jump on the email list um, like it. That will probably get more people signing on because they want to be able to pick their uh pick their one and done's for for the my love mm-hmm. golf stuff so i'll probably get some more signing <laughs> up in the, in the next few weeks which is fine uh mm-hmm. which, is, which is good it's a good good little um competition mm. yeah i don't do it any other than that I, i'll have my bet on the golf each week there's nothing crazy everyone should be always gambling responsibly um there'll be nothing nothing crazy outlaid this week it's not not one of those weeks it'll be something for a bit of a watch and that's it i do like the i do like the event um i do like watching the um tournament uh, the i think i'm pretty sure that the a lot of the grass there's dormant and i'm pretty sure they paint it uh, from memory i know that when, <laughs> i know that when we played um we played beth page black so two weeks before the pga in 2019 after we went to the masters and went up and played beth page uh-huh. and it was yeah very um yellowy brown uh-huh. dormant grass in the rough and the fairways and green as anything this is amazing it just yeah. didn't, didn't even think walked off the course took my took my golf shoes off Souls are as green as Kermit the Frog. You've never <laughs> seen another like I'm like, ah, oh, they paint it. That's why it's that color. Best page green. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Was, <laughs> the uh the, the black was green. It was ridiculous. But yeah, no, it's I think it's just it's a bit weird. I think don't know why they wouldn't just leave it. A, How'd it, you go? US. Um I reckon I shot ninety two, which I was actually pretty mm. happy with. I wasn't hitting yeah. the driver well. Um and we played it off the second to back tees. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a long day. So anyone that does get, get yeah. the chance to go out there and play it, it's a long day. You walk, I reckon it was six hours to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like it was super busy waiting on shots. It was just, it's just a long day mm-hmm. uh, and a long, long course. Really enjoyed just for the, the ability to go and play it. It was really, really mm-hmm. good fun. Um, and we were just lucky. So, so you can't make a booking unless you're a local and we didn't have, know a local. And like I said, we'd been at the masters, we'd flown up, um, Doc Smith and I, a mate of mine, uh, we we got an Uber from the airport. We said to the driver, any chance you want to drive us out to this place on Long Island to play golf tomorrow morning? What are you going to charge us? And he said 80 bucks. was like, bargain. Um, uh-huh. So we, we, we got the Uber out there at about, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning. Probably uh-huh. out there. It takes about 40 minutes out there, I want to say. Um, yep. Walked in, lined up. Doors opened at, you know, 7. We walked in and they said, yeah, we can get you on at 9.30, 10, 10 yeah. o'clock, whatever it was. Uh-huh. We just sat in the sat in the back of the house and had some bacon and eggs and a couple of coffees and no driving range because it was all getting prepped for the PGA. But yeah, to get around Beth uh-huh. Page in mint condition, yeah, because uh, it had been closed for you know months before that because of the snow or the the, the, the uh-huh. they closed for winter. Uh-huh. Um, the grandstands were up. It was great. It was really yeah. really good fun. I'll put a photo on Instagram this week so you guys can see me. I won't, I won't put any shots up. Actually, I might have a video still of me trying to putt from the back of one of the greens. Because the greens were slick, like they were running mm-hmm. 
12 or 13 and the wind was up. And I remember just breathing on one from about 60 feet and it just didn't stop. <laughs> it just kept going. That's crazy. But just, you're just like, it's one of those days where you know you're going to get belted up, but you love mm-hmm. it. It's like if oh, I have yeah. if I if I have one birdie today, I'm the happiest person in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, highly recommend it to anyone that, that is is in New York and can get up there. I think mm. it was maybe sixty bucks. It wasn't seventy bucks. Yeah. It, it yep. wasn't. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like um, Doral where I played uh, in in September last year, which was mm-hmm. four hundred and fifty dollars or something ridiculous. So. Yeah. Yep. No, it's a it's a bargain as far as the um, the major courses go. Yeah. Have you got any um, golf trips and stuff booked this year or any any ideas on getting to any new courses? Yeah, I do. I've got um, a trip coming up in a couple of weeks. I've got a friend coming down from the UK and I'm playing at Royal Melbourne with him. So Ooh. I'm very, very excited about nice. that. I have, haven't uh, sniffed Royal Melbourne for a good seven or eight years. So it's nice. going to be very excited to uh, yeah, get absolutely. back there. And uh, I was I was briefly a uh, one of the temporary members there, which was really enjoyable, but um, – I, I have regrets that I didn't have enough respect for the course and enough knowledge of the architecture and why yep. each of the holes is what they are and all that sort of stuff. I, I knew it was an amazing course. And I knew it felt fantastic to play and all, all the things that Royal Melbourne is, but uh, but now I know more why and I haven't been there yeah. for far too yep. long. So I'm very excited about getting back there. One of the old talk about um, Australian golfing passport, Scott and Matt's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. podcast, Lucky enough to go and play Royal Melbourne a few times with Matt, and Matt uh-huh. is very, very knowledgeable about Royal Melbourne, as you can uh-huh. imagine. And I reckon every time we end up in the the little um, museum next in, uh-huh. in the clubhouse and just walking around looking at the pictures and the old sites and some of the photos, and it's just so so interesting. I was actually telling uh-huh. Clayton at, at um, Royal Fremantle about it. They've they've still got the one piece of equipment that Mackenzie used to move any of the ground there. Yeah, it's the yeah. only one piece, and it's still sitting there. Uh-huh. It's, uh-huh. You look at it and go, there's no way that's what they used to build this golf course and it's, that's still there sitting in the car park. Um, oh, quite in, quite in incredible. The, 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 the productivity of Mackenzie for his three months that he was down in Australia mm. is, well, it shaped a lot of world golf, let alone Australian golf. Yeah. It would have been, I heard, and it could have been those guys on Australian Golf Podcast, uh, um, Passport, um, saying that if it wasn't for Mackenzie coming down, uh, Australian golf would probably look and feel a bit like South African golf, where yep. South African, it's really nice. They've got some beautiful courses and things like that, but they've got nothing in the world top 10 and they've got some okay courses on the way through. And so yeah. it's, it's a pretty p- pedestrian golf by comparison to what Mackenzie was able to come and grace us with. So mm. it was money very well spent by Royal Melbourne and yeah. partially compensated by with the, all the other clubs that he went and consulted to and uh, just did what he did. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I've got a couple of things booked. Um, the first one is I'm, I've booked March. I'm heading over uh, to New Zealand. I'm going to play mm-hmm. uh, TRI. I've booked to stay mm-hmm. there for a couple of days and try and get to Tara Edy, which was definitely mm. on the list of things to do uh, before I'm dead. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about getting over there. Uh, and then I come back to Melbourne for three days. I put the clubs and, and the stuff in the wash. Uh, and then I'm off to the States. I'm off to the States for three oh. weeks. Um, I'm heading over to do a bit of a, a man's tour. I'm going to see some music and I'm, I'm heading to the Houston Open. Never been to the golf. I've never oh, been to a PGA Tour event. Yep. So, uh-huh. um, I love my baseball. 
and the Yankees are playing the season opener against the Astros. Anyone who knows the Astros, they're the cheats. Um, I'm the Yankees <laughs> fan. Um, and so I'm going to go there in my Yankees gear and try not to get killed. Uh, so I've got my tickets ready for that. And, and it just happens that it's Houston Open Week. So, Perfect. yeah, I bought tickets for the Sunday already, um, some sort of pass where I can wander between three sort of marquees and it's free food and soft drinks all day. And I think it's about a hundred and say $120 US for the full day to wander around. Hmm. That was, yep. you know, not the not the worst money I've ever spent. Hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to go to a couple of baseball games and then I'm heading up to New York to watch the, uh, to hang out, hang out in New York and do little, if nothing else. Um, but watch definitely watch some more baseball. So going to go watch the Yankee oh. home opener, um, which is against yeah. the Toronto, I think. But um, nice. haven't organised those tickets yet. So try. I might might take my golf clubs. I did speak to Scott Carter of uh, My Love of Golf, and he said if you don't mm. take your golf clubs, you're an idiot. But it's just not as simple <laughs> as that. Like lugging around that uh, the club glove bag is hands down the best travel bag you're going to get. Yeah, yep. uh, with the stiff arm inside, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, less chance to get something broken. I just don't want anything to go missing. I just, I just yeah. can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. I almost think about mm-hmm. making up like a, maybe a second set of my old Callaway mm-hmm. Apex 16s instead of the, the newer ones and play those for a couple of days. I'm not sure. Yep. Have you ever traveled much for golf? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been pretty lucky. My, my dad always had the promise to us kids that if we got to a six handicap, he'd take us to the UK to play golf. Nice. And so, um, so that was a something I achieved a, or gee, twenty years ago now, I suppose. And uh, and so I was very lucky. We went over and did that, and had three weeks over in the UK and played quite a few of the open rotor courses and nice. did all those things. So that was a true dream to do that. While we were there, I um, saw a universities tournament being played on the old course, which is the uh, the Boyd Quake. And um, and so I went over to the organisers and said, "How do you get your uh, university invited?" So oh, I've just got to write us a letter. So yeah. I wrote them a couple of letters from UTAS to say, um, "I'm I'm keen, let's do it." And so the next year, UTAS had a team in the Boyd Quake at St Andrews. So nice. It was, uh, and the guy who's coming down to Royal Melbourne next week, I met there 18 years ago. Or wow. It was. So it's um, been a very uh, very beneficial journey for making friends and obviously playing the golf course and yep. being able to say on the bucket list, I played a tournament on St. Andrews. So absolutely. Yeah, That's very awesome. lucky that way. Mm. If my dad had said that to me, I would have had a mate sign a <laughs> few dodgy cards for me and then got that, got a handicap down and said, all right, a week later, let's go. Where are we going? Yeah. hundred percent. That would have been the strategy, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I didn't practice and, uh, took a little, little bit longer than it probably should have, but, yep. uh, but no, I got it done while I was still at uni. So that worked well. Well, that's good. Mate, it's going to be a short show. I told you that. Um, we're just mm. going to keep a few of these short and sharp. I think it's easy listening for people. Um, if you do want to get on the email, threepodcast at gmail.com, uh, something very similar for Instagram follows. I'll be putting up bits and pieces there and some tips. Will, you're selling truckloads of stuff, I'm sure, from Seven Mile? Yeah, it's been pretty good. And we've got some some stuff coming imminently that uh, that should be a bit of fun. And so, yeah, that's coming through. We've got still got a pretty good supply of all the caps and these true, uh, the true links where polos and crew oh, yeah. necks are fantastic. So they're ones that I'm wearing right now and basically wear all the time. So it's, um, uh, they've been fantastic and had very good feedback from the customers on those ones. So don't be afraid of those. Have you got any more bucket caps in yet? Uh, they're on the way, okay. so they are 
late Jan, early Feb will be the next drop of those ones. So yep. they'll replenish the, uh, the the stocks of those, which we're, I've, I've had a, an amazing number of uh, emails about those. So oh, that's uh, it. Like there'll be some happy people. Like I said at the start, so I can't wear a hat, but I can wear a bucket hat because uh, I can wear it for 20 minutes, half an hour, sweat through it, put it in the bag, uh-huh. and then chuck it in the washing machine when I get home and I'm set. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, true. That's 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 the only one I can wear. So I've got to I've got to wait for those another XL one of those to come back. All right, I'll keep one aside. Yes. <laughs> um, good job, mate. Thank you for that. I'll um Done. we'll keep in touch and probably be on in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure, for the listeners. But um, yeah, enjoy your golf and enjoy mm-hmm. the rest of your holiday. Shall do. You too. Thanks, Thanks again. Mate. Cheers. See ya. Bye.